0: Welcome to the section of our podcast we call In Conversation With, where we sit down with sports industry experts, women in sports, and thought leaders and pioneers within the industry. My name is Lorraine, and I'm joined by my co-host, Patricia. Together with our amazing guests,
1: we'll be discussing working data-driven, increasing disability for women in sports, and leveraging tools such as a sports customer data platform to grow your supporter base, get superior sales, and earn real revenue.
0: So without further ado, let's meet our guests. Our next guest has quite an incredible story. She walked away from a 10 year career with one of the biggest companies to come out of the Nordics to seek a path that was more in line with her purpose. On that journey, she ended up as the managing director of Basketball Finland. But before then, Kathy Pakalin worked as a coach in both competitive and unified basketball and was active within the sports industry join us as we discuss all this and more with kathy pakalie kathy welcome to the podcast thank you for having me before we begin we'd like to start off our sessions with an icebreaker are you ready for that
2: yeah but can i say something first It's amazing to me that I'm an English speaking interviewer. Somebody pronounced me. It's my name, Kathy. <laughs> I give you kudos for that. I'm so used to Katie or Kathy or whatever. Uh...
0: Thank you for giving me that kudos. <laughs> well, off to a great start, right? Yes. So
2: then what's your favorite quote,
0: expression or motto? And why is it your favorite?
2: well that this is actually an easy one um the quote that i I use a lot i also taught my kids that so if you ask them they they know exactly you know what i would say and it is uh things have a tendency of working themselves out i use that all the time and that seems to apply to my life uh over and over again and and i think that's uh displays the the kind of like thinking that, you know, don't stress too much, you know, do do the things or affect on the things that you, you can affect on and otherwise, you know, go with the flow. And that's me.
0: Absolutely. And in a world where we're all suffering with some kind of anxiety or another, I think that's such a great motto to have, because in the end, things will sort themselves out, you know, you do do what you can do the best you can. Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's nothing we can do, really. So I think that's a fantastic, fantastic motto. Thank you for sharing.
1: What was the lead up to your decision to leave your previous role in search of something more meaningful within the sports industry?
2: Well, I think we have to backtrack a few years uh, to my career. So I had eleven year career in in logistics where I ended up uh, with an idea that, oh, it's a great company. I don't know anything about logistics, but you know, the company is really interesting. And I went through a whole uh, path uh, from from telesales to to heading, responsible of customer experience and brand experience and and uh, the last couple of years it it kind of dawned on me that you know like is 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 this what i'm gonna is this the way i'm gonna leave my mark in the world like you know is, is this the purpose that i have uh, and and i was kind of struggling with it i loved my job and i love the people i work with but but then there there was that something missing that you know basically it was evolving around the parcels not arriving on time for the consumers. And, and, and then, you know, all panic buttons were pressed and we were trying to figure out what the reason was and things like that. So the funny thing, I did not leave. I was helped with that decision by the company because we had, uh, you know, because the war and everything, you know, the economy was going down and, and they had to make some tough decisions. And my role was actually one that was terminated. Uh, and that's the reason why I left. And as I said in the previous quote, things have a tendency of working themselves out. I figured that, okay, the company made a decisions that I didn't have the basketballs to make and uh, everything started unraveling from there. And then actually regarding the sports industry, uh, that's another funny story relating to the, the quote um, that was not on my mind at all. Like I was thinking about like, okay, what should I do next? And I have this experience in the field of customer experience and I could probably, bring value to different companies so i was actually thinking about becoming an entrepreneur uh, ha- having my own you know company to to kind of like do different things for different companies and and that was the leading idea until i got contacted about this sports position which i first turned down for two people i was like "No, i'm not going to apply for that and you know that's the start of the story how i had, i'm sitting here today
1: Amazing. And when you were going through the process then of interviewing for your current role, uh, what kind of thoughts were going through your mind? Switching industries is not necessarily easy transition. So, what was your experience like?
2: It was it was long, <laughs> and it it, it was it, it was interesting. And and I came from a spot where, as I said first, I was I I figured that I'm you know. It's, it's not for me. I knew a lot of people in here. I, I knew they're wonderful people and, and you know, I, I got along with them very, very well. But coming from a very male dominant industry where I seem to be doing OK and I, you know, they interact with with all kinds of people. OK, and, and, and that's one of my strengths. But then I, I, I kind of wanted something else. And as we all know, sports is very male dominant uh, in, in all over. And I figured that is that something that I want to jump right back into? Even if I knew everybody who was here, who were like wonderful people. So, so after I got through that hump and that was actually not before one of the internal employees sent me a message, that was the third connection or third contact I received regarding this position. And he said that, um, don't forget about this one. And he said, people are asking him if I'm going to apply. And that's when I started thinking about, okay, Hmm. Maybe there is something that I could bring value to this position, and and that's that's when I actually applied. And then I was really confident that I got to the interview because I have uh, experience on 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 the the people management and and customer experience from the corporate side, but I also have a very wide experience from the clubs as actually basketball club as a mom and a coach and a player and and that side of it. So I I understood that it's not. There's not that many applicants, They can't be that many applicants who has as wide of a uh, experience that I had for the role. So um I, w- I was feeling quite confident, but because the process was so long, and I know there was quite a few applicants in there, and and the names that you know came up from the media and stuff, they were very very competent as well. So you know, the longer that process took, I kind of got more confident. But then you know, there was always those times when I was second guessing, like, it, "Am I?" what they're looking for, because I'm I'm not the typical sports leader profile that a lot of organizations are used to. Um, yeah, well, we know it's hard, hard as a woman. There's not a lot of women to begin with, despite what your achievements are. So that's like the first hurdle to get, I did say in in, uh, in the, one of the very first interviews that, you know, I, I want to be clear about it, that I know the benefits or, you know, the optics that there is to hire a woman in this position but i want to make sure that you if you hire me you hire me because i'm the most competent one not because i'm a woman so that was you know very important to be very clear for me and also you know for me to say it out loud for the for the people interviewing me so that's it and i'm extremely outgoing and and you know if if you think about the typical managing director or secretary general You know, I can't really, I still can't associate myself in, you know, as that because, you know, I like to be in my sweats and go to the teams and, you know, interact, not saying that others don't do that, but the view I have, like if somebody's managing director is that, you know, they well-dressed in a suit and, you know, wear heels or something, and they're proper all the time. And, you know, my personality is a little bit trickier than that.
0: You mentioned earlier that, um, about three of your contacts sort of reached out to you about the job um, just so so that we're all on the same page with you like what was it that that made them reach out was it because you were running in those circles was it because like, why is it that they kind of reached out and went hey apply because it can't be a coincidence if there's three people
2: saying the same thing to you yeah well two of them were from my previous job So, so my colleagues and, and, and my manager actually from, from previous manager from there, uh, and they were like, you, you have to, this is exactly like, this is made for you and you love basketball. And you know, this is what, you know, they profiling, you know, they, they looking for you and I'm like, "Mm, no, but, but it was when it came from inside that that's, that's really what triggered me. And, and you know, so so I figured that, you know, and these came from people who actually know me the way I am, not just the business me, but that they know me. So then I figured that, OK, they must see something that that I really didn't see in the beginning.
0: That's amazing. Things always find a way of working themselves out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody said that sometime. Yeah. Some, someone said that somewhere. <laughs> So what has your experience been like so far? Like, have there been any like highs or lows that you want to share with us?
2: I, I don't. It's it's hard to describe because you know basketball has been in my life for ever. I started playing myself when I was like six years old, so literally almost almost forty years. And 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 to be in a position that I get paid working with something that I truly love that doesn't leave too much room for lows. Let's put it this way. Like I I said in the beginning that this is my 10th day in a row working and last within its last 10 days, I've been in France and in games and in events and in at home, a couple of nights and back in Helsinki. But like, I don't feel anxiety or anything like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of things and sometimes a lot harder discussions. It's it's not easy all the time, for sure. Um, You know, there's potential conflicts and all that, but still, I feel like super energised and, and and I think that's the, the, the base feeling That's I wish everyone would have about their jobs because there's a lot of research on what that does in, 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 in the long term and not just in your own well-being but also the, the good for the company or the environment that you work in.
0: Absolutely and would you say that that's why purpose is so important to you because when we've had chats um before this this podcast recording um it was clear like from your own expression from the way that you spoke about things that purpose passion interest just kind of being present and liking what you do is very important to you and as you're describing now it seems like it's fueling your your drive like it's this it's yeah for some reason like you don't feel anxiety you've been working for 10 days straight uh,
1: and I know you're
0: not
2: saying people should work. No, <laughs> no, please don't. Please <laughs> don't. Please don't. And, but this is, this is another saying that, you know, it could have been like, you know, there as a number second and, and do, do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> so that's, that's being a coach and all that. So don't, don't, please don't work. And of course I've, I've gotten my wrist. So it's not as hardcore that as I may seem like, as I say, I've been working 10 days in a row, you know, mm-hmm. but, but, all those purpose and those soft values, I think that's the base for motivation. Like you know like when you when you're really talking about internal motivation and how do you motivate you know people, you know you as a manager or a leader or a coach or who you know if you have a group that you're trying to affect or get to work together, you know those are the things that you you kind of have to dig out. The, you know those soft values that support or or drive the internal motivation. Or, you know, once I help somebody else to figure them out for themselves, you know, that's that's kind of the base for success. It's amazing.
1: And I guess like everyone has something that they that gives them energy. So like you said, pinpointing that and following that flow of energy will open up the doors to those opportunities that fit you. So so maybe building on to that a bit because uh, something that we also discussed before the podcast was your appreciation of the soft values and skills that women bring into uh, leadership roles. So you spoke about, for example, empathy, and this is something that women especially excel in.
2: Yeah. I mean, empathy, it's, and, and it's been researched that, you know, women are more prone to, to show empathy and be able to, to, you know, experience that and, 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 Empathy, in the end, is it—it's feeling what the other person is feeling. So, so when you get to that level, and when you understand the, the the person you're working with, or person you're coaching, or person you're trying to influence in, or whatever, you know, you know, when when you understand where they're coming from, and when you're able to put yourself in their shoes, you know, that's the base for trust. And when you're able to build that trust. You know, again, in a sports environment, it's not just are in a a back office in here or, you know, me interacting with the clubs. That's just going deeper with, you know, with the players and national team players. And how do you make, you know, this whole group work? I think empathy, you know, as as a factor, when you're able to have that, again, that's not something that you can pretend. You either have that or you don't. Like, because it's you know it's very easy to see through it if you're just trying to look like you have like so so it's a skill that comes naturally for women based on research of course there's always exceptions so i i think you know as a as a as an empathy empathy you know as a core value you know which creates trust and trust creates success in in kind of like long term relationships and all that that that's beneficial for you know, business or, or growth. So, you know, very, very important. And again, not saying that men don't have that, (laughs) but, but again, it's, it's more prone. Like women are more prone to show empathy. That's a fact.
1: And this is something that, that shows the importance of women in leadership roles, that this is something they can bring to the table and teach. Because I think even though you have it, you can always improve it. Yeah, um, You have different levels of empathy. So being aware and then seeing how you can work on it, that's something that women can really help out with uh, developing. How do you then bring passion for purpose into your current role as a managing director at Basketball Finland?
2: Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. Um, in general, these these soft values that you have when you're talking about these, you know, I, I think it comes down to having time because even here, I noticed within the first eight weeks that I've been here is that everyone are doing so much all the time and they're so hands, and this was same also in the corporate world, that you're so hands-on operative daily task and trying to get things solved and, and, and trying to get to the next thing that you don't have time to think about these things, react to these things, like, you know, things like purpose and passion and these kind of things. So, you know, it starts with having the time to lead the people. So having the time to get to know the people you work with and having the time to get to know, really to know the people uh, who you lead or who's in your team, you know, and not just lead them through hard KPIs on sales targets or, you know, what, whatever you have, but you need to have the time to get to know the people. And, and that's kind of like, you know, the passion for purpose and understanding the dynamics that goes behind them. And more importantly, you know, if, if you take the time and if you do that, the benefits of it, like you said, you can't motivate or you can't, you can't manage people by numbers. So you can't, or, or you can you know, for sure, you can, and tell them. I did that for you know when I was went to logistics. I, my, the numbers that you know I was led with was uh, make 180 phone calls a week, you know, or contact phone calls. So it it was hardcore numbers, but that was not motivating me. So so if 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 you want to get results, you have to have time to think about these you know deeper you know motivational you know aspects like you know what is your passion, what is your purpose. And and that's something, that's one thing that I, you know, I want to be very vocal about and, and talk a lot about is that, you know, you have to have time to lead the people. In a corporate world, we had, uh, you know, we talked a lot about the B2C and B2B side of business, but but in the end, and this is not my quote, but uh, one of the, the seminars that I attended, somebody said that, you know, in the end, it's all h to h human to human. and And it's the same in this environment. That in the end, the context might be basketball, but whoever you're dealing with, it's always human to human. And when you get that idea, then it's easier to connect kind of those soft values uh, in in the interaction.
0: What if then someone says, I work a job, I'm good at it, or maybe I'm bad at it, I'm, I'm happy enough, or maybe I'm miserable at it, but for sure, I know that this is not my purpose. I'm not burning for this. I'm not passionate about this. What should they do? Should they kind of think, how do I get on my purpose? Or if they do want to get aligned more to their purpose, but for whatever reason at that moment they can't, what is the way forward for them? You know, because like sometimes we, a lot of people, I'd say, are in jobs that they aren't really passionate about because maybe it's about maybe you're a single mom and you need the money or maybe you are working through college i don't know maybe you are visas if you're a non eu worker for example working in the eu and you need a job and you're thinking this is the job i have what do you think
2: you need to understand your path and and this is something that i did when when i was managing the sales team in my previous job we had we had a, a sales training day and i had them all sit around the, this big table and and i started the day by asking like you know Raise your hand up if this is something that you see yourself doing for I don't know for the rest of your life for a long time. And then they were like, "Okay, there's something. Are we gonna get laid off?" <laughs> you know, what is it? I was like, "No, no, this is a true question." And then you know they, you know, we started kind of. They started like, "Okay," and and there were a lot of young people in there. And uh, one older gentleman raised his hand. I'm he's like, "Yeah, I can see. Like, you know, this is this is what you know. I can see myself doing until." I retire or whatever. I was like, perfect. Like, this is, this is absolutely great because this is my point that you don't have to currently be doing a job which serves, you know, it's, it's supporting your purpose or it's the one that's going to leave the mark from you for the, the world or whatever, but you have to find the reason why you're doing right now, what you're doing. So if you are a single mom, or you are a student or you need extra money. And, and so you have to do these jobs that are not necessarily the most motivating or, you know, you don't you don't get most engaged with or whatever. But once you figure it out or once you realize that, OK, this by me doing this job today and going eight to four somewhere or, you know, working nine shift or whatever it is, this enables me to be something else in the future. Or this enables me to serve my purpose or fulfill my purpose in five years' time, 10 years' time, or whatever it is. So setting the goals and kind of thinking ahead, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? And is this the job that will take me to the next step? So, and and that's, and and I think companies and clubs or whatever it is, they should be proud if people leave, if they're confident that, you know, they are offering the best environment that they can offer for their employees or coaches or players or whatever it is. But if after you've done your best and people leave, you know, you have raised them well. You have, you have brought them to a certain point that they're able to step forward in their career. And that's great. You're giving them something, you know, uh, kind of like a path to something else. So that should give the company or the club a purpose. And that should help us to find the purpose for the, the employees or players or whatever the case is. So you don't have to right now to you know to summarize that you don't you don't have to be you know super motivated and being a final spot or this is the spot for me or you know and, and all the time but you have to understand you know what kind of meaning does this step has for me in a big picture for me to allow it to be something else in the future. So what plans have you
0: got up your sleeve for basketball Finland now that you're managing director?
2: Well, it's it's a, a strange situation to come as a managing director when s- nothing's wrong. Like you know, you come to a organization, you know, where or situation where basketball is growing. Uh, we're, we're doing great with the men's team. We're still on a, a, a development path with the women's team. Our you know youth teams are doing great, and and you know, it's just have a great image. Like there's nothing wrong. Usually, when something's wrong. Or financials are you know bad or something, then you change the managing director. But that was not the case in the basketball Finland. So I got to come here, and and the situation is good. It's really good. But at the same time, what I want to, or what I wish I would bring to this uh, context is is you know the kind of thinking that let's be brave. We're in a good path, but there's really no limit for us in here. We we're right now I think we're the sixth largest sport in Finland and we represent basketball which is worldwide it's it's huge and it has a great image and you know so 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 we have just scratched the surface on what we can be in here and you know we can really truly compete with with ice hockey and soccer I believe but we just got to be brave and 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 we have to think like there is no box (laughs) you know but that's the challenge in and and this is something that I, I I preferred earlier a little bit is that uh, in the sports, because it's you try to keep the number of employees very low. Because in the end, who's paying for all of our salaries? It's the families, you know, who bring their ch- children to hobbies or the funding from the government or sponsors. So it's it's very tangible, you know. You want to keep the amount of workers very, very tight. So everyone are so busy with the operating, people don't have time to think about future ahead or event investments or what do we have to change a strategy not on the association level but even less on the club level so that's that's a bit of a challenge in the past so somebody has to kind of and hopefully i'm able to do that for everyone at basketball finland And here's to start kind of like looking ahead and thinking and challenging and bringing new stuff and then implementing them into the organization first and then help clubs That's fantastic.
0: And it's another soft skill, isn't it? Because most of the time we think about you need to be able to, if you're an accountant, you need to be able to do the accounting, you know, but actually being brave and showing up and coming up with creative ideas and coming up with ways of doing things. And especially when you're talking in terms of competing with other sports, because that is a reality. Not every sport is football, where People are just naturally kind of gravitate towards it because of many different reasons. But knowing that actually, just because we are maybe not the most popular sport, does not mean that we can't compete with the most popular yeah. sport. We can't become better.
2: Yeah. And with that comes a lot of a lot of responsibility because, a lot, a lot, like I said, you you can't just based on investment. Or, or you you can't just go investing things like you can in the corporate world because here you really have to think about the funding, like really really carefully, and you know what brings added value to 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 the basketball of Finland, but also for the clubs. So it's 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 super super important to to remember. And Kathy, you've given so
1: many great insights and tips that I know I will bring with me. Um, but if you to anyone listening to you today what specific advice would you give to them when it comes to seeking out a purposeful path for themselves
2: i think being true to yourself like you know re- really sit down and, and 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 this was not even easy for me i'm like you know what you know what is it that you know i want and and you have to also be a little bit selfish you know in in it because a lot of us all of us have a lot of roles so it's, it, you know am, am i looking for my purpose as a as a kati as myself, you know, or, you know, should I be thinking about my purpose as a, you know, Kati as a mom or a wife or, you know, you know, or, or coach or, you know, managing director or whatever, but then it all comes down. And and this is not the correct answer, but I figure that I need to figure out the purpose for Kati. Like, you know what? And, and then once I have done that, then I'm able to give much more of myself to others, you know, in these different different roles, what it is. So, so I, I, I think, you know, it, it takes a lot of self-assessment, you know, and, and kind of figuring things out. And, you know, it, it's not, the purpose can be whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be. So like I'm giving back to the society and helping, you know, children move or, and, and I'm, I'm not even sure if that was the, the, the reason why, you know, I just wanted to do something I love. Because I, I, I know, you know, once I end up in, in a position that I love, then I'm able to maybe, maybe help make big change. And this is something that, because I, I made the research, the, the customer experience management maturity um, questionnaire here locally, and what I found out that everyone who works in the associations are so engaged. Like they, they would recommend, you know, in a heartbeat to anybody. And th- th- the score was higher than, you know, what I've done it before. And everyone talking about it because we love the sport. We love the sport. And at the same time, you have to be very aware, like we talked about in the beginning, like, oh, I've been working 10 days and, you know, still here. And, but that's how, how it's easy to get caught up in that. If you do what you love, it's also a danger you're wearing yourself out. So you have to be very. Sensitive about that, that, and this is what I talk a lot for the employees that, okay, it's great that you're engaged. It's great that you, you know, this is your passion or, or, you know, whatever, but you need to kind of, at moments, you need to sit down and, 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 you know, kind of like do self assessment to see, you know, how am I really doing? You know, let's take the basketball aside, but how am I really doing? Am I, you know, am I doing okay? So that's the flip side of it, being in really uh, inspiring and, 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 um, purposeful environment. Absolutely. I can definitely relate to that statement. Um, Kathy, is there anything exciting that you're currently working on that you'd like our listeners to know about and check out? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's something that I've been trying to bring to sports from my previous life is, is the experience that I've had defining the customer journeys and measuring customer expectations and the touch points that really trigger, you know, I come from the world that's very, you're trying to get it very automated because you want to save costs, but at the same time, you want to detect those touch points that you can leave the most important emotional connection because over 50% of customer experience is based on the emotional connection. Like you don't remember what you, you know, experienced or, or, you know, what was the product, but you remember how you felt. That's kind of the same ideologic that, you know, you can apply that to the sports and you can apply that to the, coaching and teams and, you know, whatever is that, you know, if, if we find the touch points along the customer journeys and they can be players and they can be, you know, teams or clubs or referees or coaches or whatever the target group is that, you know, define those, find the touch points and make sure that, you know, in those important touch points, you leave the emotional connection to the sport of basketball, you'll, you'll have continuation. And, and then the path made You know, you know, vary that, you know, you might end up instead of playing professional basketball, you know, you might stop playing, but then you end up as a coach or as a referee or as a volunteer or whatever. But you will stay within the big basketball family that we have the process, thinking of customer experience from the corporate world to sports. And then the other part of that is the measurements like, you know, in sports, it's it's typical that you're measuring with the hard you know, results. You know, we we want results, and and you know whether we succeed or not, and that tells us how we're doing. But if you do long-term planning, I think we need to have the hard KPIs, like the results are how we do in a world ranking or whatever the case is, but also the soft ones. That are how 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 are we dealing with the people, right? like the human to human connections? Like, are we leading? teams are leading the, the you know, the, the players that come to us in a young age and being in a national team environment, do we lead them the right way to, to create them loyal and motivated uh, athletes who will benefit the sport of basketball in the future? So, you know, those kind of measurements, implementing them into the system, I think that's my, one of my goals in the future.
0: And for anyone that's listening, if you would like to chat to Kathy a bit more about this, we will link her LinkedIn profile so that you can connect with her and get more input on this. And with that, Kathy, I would love to thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing with us your experience and really helping people figure out what, how they can turn their current situation. If it's not their purpose into something that serves their purpose or how they can actually find something purposeful to do and really go for it. So thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast.
2: No problem, thank you for having me. And in an end note, I have to say, do not be afraid of not everyone being satisfied because the development happens when people are not satisfied and they will tell you that, and then you have room to grow with that.
0: If your goal is to get more supporters, superior sales and real revenue, then visit our website at datatalks.sc and fill out our demo form to experience firsthand how we can help you. Data Talks. More supporters. Superior sales. Real revenue.